Welcome to Two Crazy Scoops Podcast with your hosts, Ao and Antino. Today, we are once again back. I believe this is probably episode three or two, if you don't count the zero one. I'm not really sure. Um, but we have, again, various topics. I'm not a super big fan of just laying out everything that's going to be going on in this podcast um, because most of the time, I actually don't know what's going to be going on in this podcast. So we'll kind of see where it goes. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, taking a water raft ride or something like that. Yeah. Don't know what's <laughs> coming up. Hang on for dear life and hope that you survive it. So, And hope it makes sense, too. Yes, and hope it makes sense as well. So... We have some interesting topics today. Um, Sorry, is that a cough attack? Okay. I, no, it's all good. I know we have some I, comments from our... Well, we can do that at the end, but I want to start off with something really important. I want, oh, to talk, okay. I want to talk about the weather, Aaron. Okay. It's been great. That's all I have to say about it, though. It's been great. Are you talking about it in Tucson? Yeah. Yeah, it's been great in Tucson, but the rest of the world would disagree with you. <laughs> I tell everyone that, and I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before, but I say when it's raining here, I feel bad because somewhere else is just getting destroyed with rain, tornadoes, flooding, some kind of just craziness is going on, and we're just like having a little drizzle here. Yeah, and literally this year has been, because just in the last month, um, you know, there was some crazy flooding in Michigan. Um, in fact, a relative of mine, their entire basement got flooded out. And I mean, my, um, in fact, when they went downstairs and when they tried to go downstairs into the basement, the water came all the way up to the third step and like their, they, their freezer was floating around and it was a whole bunch of stuff that was just, <laughs> a lot of stuff got destroyed. So that, that happened, that was just a month ago. And then you had all the flooding over in Europe. You I know, saw Germany that. Yeah, that and, was crazy. Uh, yeah, which which was ridiculous. And then they had a crazy heat wave in Seattle and Washington and Oregon. I think California getting, too, right? And California. Well, yeah, California almost goes without saying. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it was just ridiculous. The the weather pattern has just been ridiculous. And so yeah, they they're, they're not used to hundred degree weather there. And so between that, all this flooding. Yeah, it's been a weird year so far. At least weird summer. So Yeah, I mean, we actually got rain, so I was happy about it. But then again, you flip on the news and it's like, oh, your next door neighbor in uh, Texas or somewhere else is just dying with flooding yeah, right now. It, yeah, their house is just floated into the ocean. <laughs> I'm like, I wow, the vegetation before. looks amazing right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, and in Tucson, the cool thing about Tucson is that so July, this July, we hit a record for the most rainfall ever in in a July. Wow. Um, and what's cool is that when you go down to the rivers, there's actually water in them. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. If, um, you, if you're not from Tucson, there's actually rivers that go through the city. Well, um, we call them and washes. And they're dry. We're washes, yeah. But they're dry. There's nothing in there. It's where water once flowed. <laughs> so they're just dry. But... When it rains and it actually during monsoon season, which is what we're currently in, there actually is water flowing down and it's pretty nice to see. So in I fact, I actually stopped and took pictures yeah. because there's never any water in there. 
Well, I mean, everything's like green now, too. The contrast with the leaves and the sky is just beautiful. All the stuff on the mountains is just blooming. It's like all you get is like one storm, and everything just looks amazing again. Yeah, exactly. But, and last year, we didn't have any monsoon last year. So no, no, we didn't. It was uh, But I don't know if needed. anybody who's listening knows too much about the history of Tucson, but I vaguely remember, and I don't even know how where I heard this, but someone was telling me, I think, one time that they used to cut down trees out in uh, Green Valley or like in the mountains there, and they used to float them mm-hmm. down the river that goes up north to here. Oh, I don't okay. know if that's true. They still like build houses and stuff, but that was a long time ago, and right I don't now. even know. So, and the weather has changed a lot in the last yeah twenty thirty years. Like you even had to go back that far to see differences in weather. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would be surprised though. Would not be surprised. So. There's your weather for the week. <laughs> weather update. <laughs> Hopefully the power yeah. doesn't go out. Worldwide. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's actually raining right now. So, <laughs> so Aaron, do you have any advice for us this week? Or would you like well, me to talk about my advice a... first? Uh, uh, yeah, you talk about your advice first. Don't call me a downer or anything. And I know I'm very negative about stuff constantly. But... Do you feel like there's been a decline at the Apple store in Tucson? Or have you ever gone to an Apple store? Yeah. Have you always, have you had a good experience at the Apple store? I usually do. Yeah, because I had to. But, but I, but keep in mind, I rarely go. The only time I go usually is when I, um, if a new, if they release a new product and I want to see it up close and, you know, try it out. That, that's generally why I go. I don't go there asking for advice because I, I can read. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> my advice read. is read. Don't go to the Apple store to get help with stuff. That's my yeah, advice. Just, yeah, go to YouTube and just look up whatever you want to buy, and they'll tell you everything you need to know. You don't even have to ask the Apple store people into anything. Okay, well, I'm not that like tech savvy, and I got a new phone. Because I was like, at one point I bought like the 11 Pro and then I was like, well, I could just downgrade to the mini, the 12 mini, and then I wouldn't pay as much every month because I don't know why I did that. But anyway, so I go and I head over there and I have them transfer my data and I have lost all of our podcast episodes, which for some dumb reason I keep them on my phone. <clears throat> I didn't know where they were and I asked the lady and she's like, well, we're going to have to restart it and just try to do it over again. And they still mm-hmm. wouldn't load like my files i have a bunch of audio files on here they wouldn't load back up and i was like you said i said you know it's not a super big deal if i don't have these because they are on sd cards various sd cards but i just like to have them organized in my phone and they were like well it looks like you're not going to be able to get that back and so i was like okay so i went home and i was just kind of bummed and i was re-downloading apps and i downloaded the pages app and for some reason, all of my files were saved into, like, I was looking at the, how much data they were taking up and the pages had like a bunch of gigabytes and all of my audio files got saved in the files app under pages. So when I re-downloaded pages, I got all my audio files back. Yeah. I didn't know and that. so, well, yeah, if you ask, if you ever have any technical question like that, you can always ask me because I also have an iPhone. And I know how it works. <laughs> well, I didn't want to bug and you, Aaron. I don't want to bug you, have, you. That's not bugging me. And you also have another friend who is very good with Apple products as well. So you have resources in your life. You just didn't use them. 
so well i i called danny afterwards and i just like ranted to him for how it took me two days i went there once they were closing and the guy's like oh i'm gonna transfer all your data to this new phone and they were like he left his work shift was over so he's like so and so is gonna take care of you they came back they looked at it and they were like he just started this this is gonna take like four hours like, it's an hour for every however many gigabytes. It's not four hours, but it took a while. So they're like, we're going to have to keep your phone overnight. And I was like, well, I, I, I need my phone for work. And they're like, no, 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 yeah. They're like, if you purchased the phone in the store, we could have given you a refund and you could have taken your phone back. But because you did it online, um, you, we're going to keep your phone overnight. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, so just don't go to the Apple store. Call Danny. Call Aaron. Yeah, and if you don't personally know them, just find them in the directory. We all know how to get find people. Yeah, exactly. I will <laughs> definitely hook you up if you have a question. <laughs> and if I don't know the answer, I'll ask Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any advice really, but I was looking online to try to see if I can see something that would kind of um, um, see if I could find some advice to share. Uh, so there's this one um, advice, uh, piece of advice that I think is pretty accurate, maybe. Well, I don't know. It I feel says, like I'm going to have to cut a... this out for some reason. The look <laughs> on your face is telling me that this is going to be some sketchy piece of advice. Well, it's not as bad as you think. Um, it's not that bad. I don't think you have to cut it. Uh, it says, if you get a loan at a bank, you pay f- you pay it for 30 years. If you rob a bank, you're out in 10 years. <laughs> Follow me for more financial advice. <laughs> I watched this documentary uh, thing about this guy who'd rob banks, and the most he'd get was like 2000 or $3,000. So he just had to keep robbing banks. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So you do that, you're out in 10 years, and then you have, but you, but you have enough for a house. So <laughs> yeah, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> And that's my advice for the week. Nice. <laughs> quick and easy. Quick and Get easy. Get rich yeah. quick schemes with Aaron Owens. <laughs> uh, but in, our, in reality, though, there are people who, um, unfortunately, like in the business world, there are people who actually do think that way. They think, hey, I, I can get fine, especially in the financial sector. Uh, they'll be like, oh, I, I can get fine, you know all this money and end up going, or I can go to jail for doing this. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm only going to spend X amount of years in jail. And when I get out, I'll still have X amount of dollars. Some people actually think like that. There was that, even though this is clearly a joke, but still was the guy that did that. He like sold medications. He sold some kind of medication. He raised the price on it. He said it was to do medical research, but they realized that it wasn't the truth. And somehow he'd been committing fraud in that aspect. Hmm, I don't know. It was a pretty big story. Like he was a young guy too, and he's like super. He's kind of like jerkish. He bought. He was selling medic. He was selling medication. You said. Yeah, it was, I don't know if it was like insulin or something like that. It was like something that people need. Um, uh, let's see, Martin Shrelly. Yeah, Martin Shrelly, or something like that. Um, he raised drug prices from $13.50 to $750. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was arrested in securities 
fraud probe. Yeah. But that was his whole thing, I think, was that he was like, well, I'll make all this money and I'll get out. Yeah. And I'll still have the money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Nice. Oh, man. Well, we need to get, we're in the wrong business, Aaron. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got to get some of that medical money. I know. That is ridiculous. Thirteen fifty to $750? Only in the U.S. does that happen, though. <laughs> yeah. You go, I'm serious. You, you go over the border, and you can get, like, the same medicine for, like, a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so, speaking of the U.S. and stuff... As of recent, they've basically been taking all of your childhood memories, putting them in a blender, and serving them in different shapes and sizes to you on a platter. And this year, we got Space Jam 2. And so, (laughs) I just wanted to get your take on that. I haven't watched the film. I'm not sure if I'm going to watch the film. Maybe if it goes on some streaming service I have, I may, you know, watch it on a summer day when I'm bored. I think I can give you my password for HBO Max. Oh, so you have have you seen the film? Are you interested in watching Mm-mm. it? Not really. No. So Not I really. wanna get both of our takes on what was so what why these two films are so different, why this film worked in the nineties but isn't really working out so much now. So what I mean, do you think people? I, I actually didn't look at the IMDb score or whatever the thing is. Space Jam. Yeah, I will be interested in knowing what it is as well. Um, they don't call it Space Jam Two; it's Space Jam: A New Legacy. So it's like basically Space Jam, but it's four point four out of ten. Okay, and it got a twenty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a thirty seven percent on Metacritic. Okay, now let's put so, that against Space Jam. 6.5 out of 10. I mean, it's not like a, an amazing film. It's not like breaking ground in cinematography. I mean, well, I mean, they did have act, live actors with cartoons, and that's kind of hard to do. So did you enjoy well, Space Jam before? So, so, yeah, I love the original movie. So <clears throat> a little bit of context. So when the original movie came out, I was in sixth grade, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was three. Yeah. And so <laughs> the original movie for me, uh, I mean, I absolutely loved it. I remember going to the theaters uh, to see it. But there's a couple of things that are different um, between now and then. I don't know if you want me to go into that now or not. Yes, or you just want to know about dive deep into all of it. Just go ahead and dive into it. Okay. All right. So here's the here's the difference. And again, this is coming from someone who has not seen the movie. I will admit that. But I'm as I'm talking about part two, I haven't seen. But um the original movie came out at a time when um number one, Tiny Toons came out in the early 90s. And Tiny Toons was like a, obviously a smaller version of the Looney Tune characters. So for every Looney Tunes character, like Bugs and Porky and da- um, Daffy Duck and all of them, there was a, a miniature version in that. So that kind of brought that back, right? Um, and then in the mid 90s, the Looney Tunes, the original characters started to make a comeback because they made another cartoon 
Um, and I remember like back during that time too, everyone used to wear jerseys that would have the different characters on it. So people would walk around with like Taz jerseys, um, uh, Bugs Bunny jerseys, you know, everything. So all those characters were making a comeback. So you got the older generation who grew up watching it. And then you got the younger generation who's into these characters now. And then you have Michael Jordan, who was one of the most, you know, beloved basketball players of all time. You know, not only was he considered one of the greatest, but everyone liked him for the most part. I mean, you had a few people, but as a general rule, everyone liked him. My grandmother liked Michael Jordan. My mom liked Michael Jordan. Us kids liked Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it's not too often that that us, especially an athlete, gets love from all these different generations. So Mike was very unique in that aspect, right? So you got these Looney Tune characters who've made a comeback. You got Michael Jordan and you combine them together and and you had a film where um yeah, you, it just kind of gave you a, a very unique film um so that came out of that. This is kind of just a, not as a side point, but to go along with the popularity of Looney Tunes and it's coming back how do you feel basketball has changed from the nineties to now or from when Michael Jordan was playing to now? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. It has changed a lot. I think, um, I think, um, cause along with Michael Jordan, they had a lot of other very popular basketball stars in the, in the movie as well. You, yeah, you definitely did. I don't know. It's it's funny because on one note, I almost wonder if there's as many big name basketball players today as there was back then, because I don't know. I kind of feel like entertainment has diversified so much in in years as far as like the options available for people to watch. A lot more people have cable, so there's so many. So I don't know how many people are as into basketball. Obviously, basketball still has a huge following, right? Yeah. But how many of those players are known as widely as the players back in the '90s were? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I can't answer that question. So well, what you're saying is that because the lack of options, most likely you could either watch this, you could watch that. But now you can pretty much just watch anything. And if you want to go back and rewatch those games, you know, go ahead and do that as well. So yeah, th- exactly. Do you think that's changed the way, I mean, the perception of basketball? Because if basketball was as big now as it was then, do you think that's, I'm just trying to say, do you think that contributed to the decline of the second film as well? Would you say? No, I think with the no, because you know what, basketball still has a big enough following where you can make a good movie about it with the character, you know, with the characters and still have success. So I don't think, I don't think, I'm not saying that you can't make a good basketball movie and not have um, mainstream success with it. The problem with this movie is two things. Number one, Looney Tunes, they have not made a comeback recently. So it, since those characters are not as popular, as in they're not current, no one's running to the movies to see Bugs Bunny again right now. Now, if they had kind of resurrected Looney Tunes again before this movie came out, then you would build up a little bit. Because you got to remember, a lot of the kids and a lot of the younger people, they're the ones who dictate a lot of these films like this. So if they don't know who the characters are, they're not going to be as excited. Now, I know who he is but I don't really care to see him right now because there's no, you know what I'm saying? There's no reason to, it was, 
the original Space Jam was the perfect movie and it just came out at the perfect time. And so lightning just struck with that. And do you want to talk about was... the soundtrack as well? Oh, and the soundtrack um, back then, back in the 90s, another thing that promoted movies was the soundtrack. Sometimes the soundtrack would overshadow the movie and it would bring the movie up. And I think, and I think Titanic is a perfect example of that because Titanic became one of the highest grossing films of all time. But that song uh, that Celine Dion did for the movie was huge. And that actually brought more attention to the movie because it wasn't on any specific album. It was on the Titanic soundtrack. And so it was a one-two punch. So you had the advertising from the movie itself and you had the advertising from the soundtracks that would get played everywhere. And, you know, and back then music videos were really big because everyone who had cable used to watch MTV to try to see the latest music videos. You know, there wasn't no YouTube where you can just look it up real quickly. And so with, with those being the main channels, you had that. So going back to Space Jam, in this case, they had um, that song, I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly, which was huge. And so that also helped kind of cross promote the film. So when you got a big film, you got huge characters, you got a huge movie soundtrack, you were almost guaranteed success back then. And now you do, do you do you know what songs are on the Space Jam 2 soundtrack? <laughs> Nobody does. I doubt they have <laughs> R. Kelly on this one, just to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't want him on this one. Uh, <laughs> but um but yeah, that's the the thing is, it's just a different world nowadays. So in order for something to be really popular and aimed at the young people, you got to have characters that they're going to appreciate. And and I don't think kids, you know, I don't know, I can't speak for a majority of the kids, but, my, but LeBron James does not carry the same weight that Michael Jordan did back then in the 90s. He doesn't. And a lot of people don't like him because he comes across as real cocky and everything. And he, way, way more than Michael Jordan ever ever did you know what i'm saying so he's not as he's popular yes but is he as well liked by most people like mj no not at all and so those factors combined and then you have to throw in the fact too that yes we are still somewhat in a pandemic as well and so movie theater ticket sales have not been doing that well which is why the uh, movie also came out on hbo max at the same time Mm -hmm. um and so that's an added factor as, as far as why I didn't perform as well. But um, I mean, I might eventually see it just for the sake of seeing it uh-huh. to see how terrible it really is. But um, yeah, some things you just need to leave alone. Some, some movies come out at the right time. They're the perfect movie for that time. And they just need to be left alone. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, because it's like, I mean... Along with what you were saying, Looney Tunes hasn't really made a comeback again, and kids aren't really interested in that kind of stuff anymore. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the world's kind of moved on, and it, it is interesting to see how the how everything flows, though, because uh, some things just take off, you know? Mm-hmm. And entertainment now is no longer, oh, let's turn on the TV and watch something. Now it's like, here's a tablet, find something to watch that's going to entertain you, and there's like billions of options. Right. And Exactly. And and that's and that's a key thing that's very different today, and I think it's really important when it comes to inter, you know when it comes to entertainment because like in the '90s for example, um, everyone didn't have cable. Most people still had regular television, especially in the early and mid '90s, right? So there was limited options. There was only so many regular channels. 
So that's why so many more people watch the same shows because you didn't have that many options. Like I said, unless you had cable. Yeah. And so that's and then if you go back further than that, like to our our parents generation, there were even fewer channels. Nobody had cable. (laughs) And so everybody watched the same shows. And so as time has gone on and more and more channels are available, especially now, everyone's attention is divided because there's like you said, there's a million things you can watch right now. So where are you going to choose? Plus all the streaming services and everything. So it's like, no, everyone is not as, uh, since the options are much more widespread, it's harder nowadays to get a show or something that that's going to appeal to everybody. Yeah. It's possible, but it's harder. Well, another thing too is like the blatant racism in a lot of these older cartoons that they're trying to like fix today. Like they had to take out certain characters, I think, from the movie, right? Well, I think they um, edited some of the characters. Yeah. The skunk character, didn't they? Oh, Pepe Le Pew. Yes. Um, Yeah, I said that was stupid too. Yeah, because everyone, (laughs) yeah, everyone is trying to be, uh, and that's another issue with our, with society in general. Everyone's trying to be a social justice warrior now and be like, oh, this is offensive. They canceled Dr. Seuss. Can you believe that? (laughs) I used to read all the books. It. I was like, what? Well, they canceled a couple of them. I forgot which ones it was, but whatever it was, I know I read it and I loved it. <laughs> but people are just so funny nowadays. Everyone wants to pretend like they're, they have the highest moral standards and they never say anything wrong and they're perfect people. And that's a huge issue. So yeah, they took out some characters that were considered offensive, uh, including, uh, yeah, Pepe Le Pew. But what people don't understand about that character is that It was a joke, number one. Um, He smelled terrible. And so everyone knew why. And and he liked a cat. And so she wasn't his the same species as he was. (laughs) So, of course, it it was another skunk. Then, of course, then she probably would have liked him. But she was a cat. But he liked her anyway. And he smelled. So that's why she was always trying to get away from it. It was a joke. I love debating cartoon animals with you, Aaron. (laughs) No, I'm just saying, it was so, it was so stupid. I'm just saying, it's stuff like that that just, it's just so stupid to me. Grind like your gears. Like, oh, that's in a, I, well, I think, I think what, do, what, I think what does irritate me is that as we know, what people consider moral and moral these days is very, is so out there. <laughs> It's like, how dare you complain about a cartoon <laughs> character from the 60s when you doing... <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, anyway. I have something to cleanse your palate from that topic. Okay. Sorry. You got me going on that. I just can't stand that when people do that. That's so annoying. Okay. I can't say. I sent you a video. Can you share your screen? Um... Okay, how did you send me the video? Did you text it to uh, me? I texted it to you, yeah. If you're ever bored and you have nothing to do, there is nothing like watching just people screwing up driving trucks. I've driven a big truck, not ones that are this big, but you're always afraid it's going to happen. And for these people, it happened. It's called the Definitive 11 foot 8 bridge crash compilation and you can watch people driving trucks 
that are too big under a bridge that's not as tall as oh, the truck. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I think I think I might have seen this before, <laughs> or at least at least seen one of them. There's a uh, whole like it's just a whole 11 minute video. We don't have to watch the whole thing, but man, it cracks me up. I mean, what's got to be going through your head when you hit that and the truck just comes to a stop? So we'll put this on the uh, the Instagram. Oh, it says oh, content, it says is, content not supported. is not supported. But now it's playing. Oh, it's probably just wanting you to do it full screen. But yeah, here goes the truck. Bam. <laughs> It's is the just, audio coming through? Well, you don't want it to. It's pretty loud and like obnoxious because it's just metal scraping against metal. <laughs> it's just now. Here's my thing. What I don't understand about this is that. <laughs> well, what's funny is if you look at the top, it's labeled. Yeah, it has the height. Uh huh. But they're just barely, barely not clearing it though. Like they're convinced. <laughs> You see, it's only taking off like this the top half of it. It's just skimming the top it's of the truck. It's just skimming off. it. But don't, oh, not I, that one. Oh, yeah, that one didn't make it through. But don't, when you have a truck, don't you know what the height is of your truck or no? Again, that like, shows should, you that not everybody is specifically trained correctly. And this is all, it looks like rental trucks, right? Well, some of them are, but like those white ones, are, oh, those aren't rentals. Man, yeah, but you know, there's some. There's someone in there. You see, he thinks he's going to make it. He realized. He knew. He stopped in the middle of it. Yeah, see, like that Enterprise, it's kind of like, okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it just shows you, you don't really know how tall the truck is, really. I mean, that's just neglect. People no, aren't what, looking into it. Oh, he made okay, it. That, he that made, one it. made it. That one did not make it. Yeah, so, but if you're a professional truck driver, though, you're supposed to know how tall your truck is. That's why they have the height clearances on bridges. They have it there intentionally. So you oh, will know that wasn't, that wasn't, a tr- <laughs> that wasn't even a truck. That was just somebody who didn't know how to drive. <laughs> I'm just telling you though, all, not all these people are trained correctly. It just happens. It's neglect. Like people don't pay attention. Like, yeah. Like people who are like, like, like that car who are like, he thinks he's going to make it. See, yeah. Yeah. See, he's not sure. And so wisely he took his time. And realize he's oh. not going to make it. Yeah, see, like them, he can back out and be fine. Oh, man. But, yeah, so if you're ever driving behind a truck, just be careful. They may not know how tall things are. And yeah. uh, you don't want to be slamming into an Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I feel bad because it is people crashing. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, you know, it's no, but their like own I fault. Said, but what's funny is, like I said, they added the yellow... You see the yellow strip at the top, uh-huh. and they—it's a warning. Like, look, your this bridge is kind of low. You might want to consider taking a different route. Yeah, they're going fast too. But I mean, this is just—it's a, a camera they set up next to a bridge, and they have all these videos of this stuff happening. You know, I think that's an interesting way to make a YouTube channel. Yeah, somebody called this bridge the can opener. <laughs> <laughs> Because this video says um, the can opener bridge has been raised, but not enough. Yeah, it's still not enough. So, yeah, that was my 
internet video for the day that I wanted to show you. If you're ever bored, just look up people in big trucks <laughs> crashing into look bridges. At people who can't drive. Oh, man. So we'll go back to it real quick. Space Jam 1, how would you rate it? 1 to 10? Oh, I, mean, I love that movie. I would give it a, I would give it an eight. It's a great movie. I love how they just drink water and they get superpowers at the end. What a great lesson! <laughs> exactly, <laughs> drink your water. A lot of cartoons used to teach less, try to teach lessons to kids. Too, Not anymore. At the same time. Not anymore. No, but back in the day, that's how they were. Like Popeye was all about eat your spinach. Yeah, and he gets strong, but he that also actually, smokes. That actually true, <laughs> which is true, which is at the time combating what the good the spinach is doing for him. Well, yeah, but at that time, <laughs> smoking was not considered as bad as it is today. He's like, I'm so, ripped, but my lungs are in terrible condition. Did you know that doctors used to recommend smoking back in the day? Um, back in the day, they used to be like, you could find videos of these actual commercials on TV on YouTube. And uh, speaking about politics, <laughs> so, <laughs> so when, when I was in Los Angeles, Joe Biden said no, the other no, day. No. <laughs> I, when I was in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, last month, I can't even remember. I had to go for take to take someone to an appointment there, go see a specialist. And while I was there, we went to go see the um, uh, observatory there. And so while we were walking, oh, I, w- I wasn't there. Anna was there. I had to go. My battery died in my car, so I had to actually use the advice of the friends that you had that uh, worked on cars. And we did an episode with them, which is going to come out later. I took their advice, and I went to AutoZone to get all that fixed or checked out. They checked it out for free. They gave me the tools to remove the battery and replace it. So, you know, mm-hmm. it helped me out greatly because... Normally in a situation where I'm where my battery dies and I'm in a different state, I wouldn't really know what to do. But an AutoZone was just around the corner, so this is not sponsored by that AutoZone. That was me, by the way. Oh, that was you. That was that was me who said that. Yeah. Well, we're not sponsored by AutoZone, but stay tuned but for our next episode. <laughs> stay tuned for the next episode where we discuss cars with people. <laughs> anyways, anyways, one? so Anna's there at the observat- Griffith Observatory. She looks into the sky, and what does she see but a message to someone asking them to marry them. That is, in the sky, almost looks like it's digitally printed. So it's not like the writing where it's like a trail end. You know how they trail it? It wasn't like that. It was just like lines. And it says, will you marry me? And then at the end it said... Joe Rogan is literally five foot three. So they spent all that money to put a meme in the sky, and I don't know why. But I looked it up, and it was like an actual event that has not really happened before. Like, I was just there for history, and I don't know why they would do that, but they did. Oh, you mean as far as there being someone putting a meme in the sky? That, putting something, yeah, not just putting a message, but also putting a meme in the sky. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because they used to do skywriting back in the day. But it's, diff- but it's different, though. I think I don't think you can legally do skywriting. From what I gathered from the information I was reading is that it was kind of considered dangerous if you're doing it over a residential area that they stopped oh. doing it. Because you'd have to be doing tricks and loops. and Yeah, right. This yeah. was they were just flying in a straight line, and they were 
printing it out. Oh, got you. Okay. You can look it up online. You can find pictures of it online. A lot of people took video of it because obviously LA is like a hub of, you know, social media stuff and all that right. garbage. Um, is um is Joe Rogan really five foot three? I don't know. I don't think he is. I looked it up and and I was confused by that too. But it was just interesting to see. And I'm wondering if we're going to see more of that in the future or if they somehow circumvented some laws in order to get it done and we're just fine with not only paying the price for it to be done but also paying a fine for it. But I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I haven't heard of it happening again. Interesting. So, yeah, that was uh, that was my interesting take. On the sky. Oh, okay. Did yeah. You find it. Yeah. I, yeah. I see it. They they misspelled it too at one point. So the people paid. Joe Rogan is literally five foot three. Someone just spent thousands of dollars to write Joe Rogan is literally five foot three in the skies of Los <laughs> And honestly, money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. I did not know that. That is pretty funny. And you were there to see that. Well, I didn't see... I saw the end result of it. Anna was there to see it. She sent me a video of it. Oh, so she saw it. Yeah, I was getting my battery fixed at AutoZone. Gotcha. By getting my battery fixed, I mean I took the battery out and put the battery in, which was a very simple thing to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how easy it was. Um, Interesting. Huh. Well, I just learned something new. Yeah. And so talking about yeah, learning funny. things that are newer. Hey, so like we we interview people, right? We're interviewers. Right. So is there anybody that you can think of that has that you kind of look to as like an interview skill, someone you enjoy watching that interviews people that you can mention on this podcast? Oh, see, see, see that 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 right there is the key because uh, I'm like, how honest do you want me to be? Um, um, well, I, I do like Joe Rogan since we were talking about him, and I do like the fact that when he interviews people, he interviews people from who always he he likes to encompass different people who include different opinions that are not his own but he likes to hear the other side of the argument, which I like about it. And not only that, but he's not afraid to ask questions. He will ask you literally anything. Some of it is appropriate. Some is not, but I do like the fact that he just likes to get down to the point. So I wouldn't necessarily take his, his style directly from, um, uh, of course, obviously any questions we ask, or we're going to, you know, we're going to be mindful of what's appropriate and what's not, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're, we're, we get pretty direct as well because like our episode when we interviewed uh, Zulema, who was the massage therapist. I mean, there's just some questions that you just want to know, right? And so you just, but, you know, with her being, you know, as professional as she is, you know, we still were able to get the answer to our question without making it, you know. Yeah, awkward, because that's the realities of the business. There's a lot of people who are dealing with people on that kind of a personal basis, whether it be, a healthcare worker or, you know, a massage therapist, someone who yeah, has to help. Exactly. Yeah. So being able to get the information from them, but still keeping it professional and without being, like you said, without being awkward. And so, um, but he's one of the people I really like. Now, 
when I back into like when I was a kid, I used to also like uh, <laughs> don't laugh at me, but I used to actually like Oprah. I like listening to her interviews because. Well, Aaron, I got uh, some good news for you. What? I'm going to need you to check under your seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really checking to make sure. <laughs> and you got COVID, uh, and you got COVID. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I used to like her interviews back in back in the day when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um some of her shows were were really interesting. I didn't watch it all the time, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, but, with any interview kind of thing, there's some. Even with, I mean, you mentioned Joe Rogan, Oprah. There's a, some things where it's like, okay, I don't want to hear this, or I don't want to listen to this oh, person course. being yeah. interviewed because mm-hmm. I don't even need to know about what the heck they're doing. But there's right. some others, other people. If, they'll interview like scientists or someone who's talking about a certain topic, and it's about things that maybe you've never even thought of before, and yet they're researching these things to. It, whether it be in the the like you know the universe, whether it has to do with space or you know other things of of that nature. Exactly. No. Yeah. And so it's just certain elements that you can take from each one of them. So those are some of the people I like. And as far as YouTubers are concerned, there's a YouTuber called MKBHD, and he's a tech YouTuber, and he gets a chance to interview people. So he interviewed like uh, Bill Gates, for example. He interviewed um, Tim Cook um, and some of the other Apple people. Um, he interviewed uh, Elon Musk as well. And he has a pretty cool style because he knows that he has a very limited amount of time yeah. to ask oh, these questions. Goodness. Yeah, And so he's very precise in asking the questions that he knows everybody's going to want to know the answer to. Mm-hmm. So he just gets right to the point. So I like that as well. Yeah, I've been watching... So three completely different people, you know. Yeah. I've been watching, um, there's an old interviewer, his name is Dick Cavett, and he interviews, like, a lot of people who did stuff back in the day, like, you know, like John Lennon, George Harrison, uh, he'll interview, um, who's the guy who does those horror films? Uh, M. Night? No, 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 uh, like, Psycho and stuff like that, I never saw Psycho, but. The birds, he does the birds. Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, oh, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah, he like interviews him. Like a bunch of people who did things back in the day. And I always think it's interesting to just see oh to hear those kinds of people talk because you've heard their names for years, but you've never really heard an interview with them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny, like yeah. the way that they used to talk back then, like <laughs> the YouTube video with Alfred Hitchcock. I was look scrolling in the comments and they're like, if you just go if you speed it up to times two the audio will sound like he's actually just having a normal conversation because the guy talks so slow. <laughs> he uh, talks so yeah. slow that it actually sounded like a normal video because he was just like, <laughs> so anyways. And <laughs> that is funny. By the way, did you, were we on the same trip when we saw the birds? We watched the birds? No, were you went with my parents, but I did watch the birds later on and I did not enjoy the film. I thought it was stupid. Oh, oh of course. But, um, it was. And the first half of it is like super boring. It's like a love story. But once you get to the end where the birds start to attack, oh, it's, that's when it gets. But it's like, uh, the di- what was it? Not the day. Uh, it's um, War of the Worlds. It's like that. Like, oh, no, there's mm-hmm. this big force. And then, oh, they just died. And nobody knows why. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those older movies were like that. But some of them were really good. I kind of like that old 
storytelling because special effects weren't that good back then. So you oh. had to rely on certain camera tricks. Well, that's and what a they good interview one is the secret about. window. That's mm-hmm. what they interview him yeah. about. It's like, you know, how are you getting this shot where the person, like they get certain things where someone's walking up a staircase, but it feels like it's them. And then they look at themselves in a mirror, but you don't see the camera. So how are you getting that shot if it's a mirror? You know, just different right. different things that you never even think of when it comes to editing film. Which exactly. now you can digitally remove. I know it's still difficult, but back then you were just making it up as you go. Right. But the thing is, those techniques that they use, they worked so well that even if you watch some of those movies now, a lot of them are, are still, you can enjoy them now because they had to work with what they had to work with. But at least it was all real. Sometimes, you know, bad CGI you can't go back and fix bad CGI, and bad special, special effects like that. Once that's out there, it's out there. Yeah. But, you know, good cine- cinematography and camera angles and things like that, that stuff never ages. Yeah, you know? you're right. Because, like, you go and you watch maybe, like, well, the first Star Wars films, like the the new the newer ones, sorry, episodes one through three. Mm-hmm. You know, the CGI is a lot different than it is now <laughs> compared to, like, The Mandalorian, how they do those sets and everything, you know. Yeah, and I think um, talking about CGI, I think Steven Spielberg is one of the ones who really did it right the first time. Because I think uh, with Jurassic Park, with a lot of the dinosaurs and the raptors, he used a mixture of animatronics and CGI. Hmm. And it aged really nicely. Because when you watch Jurassic Park to this day, it still looks really good. But when you go back and look at what George Lucas did to the first the original movies when he add, went back and added CGI to them later, <laughs> yeah. like that CGI Yoda or Job like that CGI hut. Yoda they did. Yeah. Like all that looks horrible. And, and Yoda in the last movie, I think it was the last movie or the movie before the last one, the CGI was terrible, absolutely terrible. So it's, you know, whereas the original Yoda, the puppet version of him, it looks better than any of the CGI garbage. So I hope this isn't a uh, tangent though, but I was reading, remember how, I don't know if we talked about this before, but um, some people were redoing Luke Skywalker's face in the Mandalorian and making better. They, they actually hired the guy who did it. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. They hired that dude. Yeah. Yeah, So I was like, I was wondering, I'm like, why would you do a bad version of that when that's such a big moment in the whole series? No spoilers, but if you haven't seen it by now, it's your own fault. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, it was bad, but w- I think one of the things is that um, I think the fact that that moment was so iconic and so unexpected that that overshadowed the bad CGI. Yeah. Because when people saw who it was, <laughs> that everyone was going crazy. No one cared how it was. Uh-huh. If you go back and kind of scrutinize film, then yeah, it's kind of like, okay, that was bad. But at the time, at the moment when we first saw it, once we recognized who it was, that's all it took. We didn't care how good or bad the CGI <laughs> You're was. Like, I'll take it. Went back, I thought it was going to be yeah, Ahsoka like, or something. Boom. I was like, oh, no, they're going to push some new character who's going to save the day and they're going to make Mandalorian 3. But well, I was just thinking, I was just thinking they're not going to put him in this season. That's what I was thinking. I said maybe eventually, but he's not going to show up this season. Even when they showed him flying in. I'm like, that does look like Luke's ship, but they wouldn't put him in there now, would they? <laughs> it's probably Ahsoka, you know, because uh-huh. we already in- they already introduced her. And so when I saw that, I was like, okay, they actually did it. So, But you see, I yeah. I think 
Uh, well, someone called me out before saying that I said I hated The Mandalorian because I didn't really fully understand it after the first season. Second season was a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, I think, I don't know if we were talking about theaters before or not, but I did, when that moment happened, I wished I was in a theater with people because it is a lot more fun experiencing a moment like that in a film with a bunch Which of people. Which one? With Luke Skywalker where he flies in at the end of The Mandalorian. That would have been nice in a theater. You're right. You're absolutely right. That would have been one of those moments that would have been well remembered. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So I think we were talking about if cinema had died last time as someone asked that question. And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, is it really the greatest film in the world? No, but it's the fact that it's been around so long that you've been familiar with the characters for long enough. You've seen them not be treated in the best ways by different directors. And then now, uh, you know, they kind of undid that. And you're just like, sheesh, man, it took long enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously. See, are, yeah. And those are characters that are not only iconic, but they've been brought back enough times where everyone knows who they are. <laughs> so you got, you know, my parents who saw the original movie when it came out in theaters in 1978. And then you have, kids who are 10 11 12 who know who all those characters are still but they kept refreshing the series and kept you know kept doing things with it throughout the year so everyone knows about it mm-hmm. kind of like what we were talking about earlier when we were talking about looney tunes it's like you know star wars the, the the franchise has been kept hot so you can put out a new star wars show or movie and it'll get a lot of attention yeah so. well it was funny too because they made us i i may I forget what the whole point of this was. What were we trying to get to? Interviewers. I enjoyed listening to people interview people. And then we got onto this thing about changing cinematography and all that stuff. But anyways, you know, once again, going along with uh, redoing things, they have a Selena TV show. Did you ever watch the movie when it came out? I did, yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a hard time differentiating between Selena and Jennifer Lopez after that. But, you know, I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how is she still alive? I thought she died. They're like, no, just because people die in a movie doesn't mean they're actually dead. I'm like, I I don't, I don't understand, you know, but I was like, how are they going to make a TV show out of it? I was like, what if they like, they come back and they're like, they're like, you've seen the hit film with Jennifer Lopez. Now enjoy the TV show where this time Selena has the gun. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yolanda won't know what's coming to her. <laughs> wow. They just like re- redo the whole story. It ends with yeah. like Selena in 2020 and she's making some tweet about COVID or something. We're like, no, Selena, no, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. It's real. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I don't even like thinking about that. It's sad. Only this time, Selena's got the gun. We're going to try not to tuned. cry. No, this one. <laughs> that was, that no, movie made me cry that, at the end. I was like, what? It was sad. I was like, what? It was sad. <laughs> yeah. And then back in the 90s, in, I don't know if you remember 2020, but they actually interviewed the uh, Yolanda. They interviewed her on 2020 to really? try to find out why she did it. And yeah. And she had no answer. No good answer. Which, of course, she wouldn't. But still. Oh, that's sad. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> moving on from craziness and death. 
Let's talk about what people have suggested we discuss. Okay. Okay. So, one first one is life hacks. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I don't really have any good life hacks, but I do have one that I stole from Anna. If you're going to be writing a lot of letters and you don't want to use a bunch of paper, use your tablet because you can always erase it and just write what you were trying to write. And then you can get an app with lines on it. So you write on the lines and then you print it out. It has your handwriting and you don't have to keep starting over a letter if you screw it up once. Good suggestion. That That is a good life hack. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, when I saw her do that, I was like, that's dumb. I don't like writing on a tablet. And then I was like, oh, I don't like writing on paper either. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it makes it easier so you can print it. It's legible and it looks handwritten, which is a plus on both all ends. Mm-hmm. And I don't really feel like I have life hacks. I think I have like the opposite of life hacks. I'm like, here's how to make your life even that much harder for yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, <laughs> here's um, how to walk a bicycle uphill instead of actually riding it. I don't have any life hacks off the, off the top of my head that I can think of. Um, I feel like I'm we, sure. we were going to do an episode about the things that you can buy for a dollar or life-changing things for under a hundred dollars. And we should also add life hacks to that. I think that could be too an episode that we could talk about both those topics a little more in depth because we have to research stuff on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. I can definitely give you some life hacks. I just have to think about what they are. Okay. We have favorite vacations. Where's, Where's your favorite place to go on vacation? My favorite vacation that I've taken. And don't or, say some like time you went to the Himalayas and drank water from a giant leaf somewhere out in the wilderness. Oh, well, then I don't have that. <laughs> that was my favorite vacation. <laughs> no, are you asking for a favorite vacation that I've taken or a favorite vacation that I would like to take? Hmm. Uh, Maybe something that would relate to other people where, hey, you enjoyed this and maybe they'd enjoy it too. Hmm. Because I'm always like, oh, I like going to New York. I like going to Brooklyn. I like going to the city. You know, it's fun for me. But then if you go with someone who doesn't know where they're going, it's like really stressful. It's overly stressful. Okay. What about, um, there was a city I went to in Canada. Uh, First of all, Toronto is really nice. Um, it's like it's like New York City. If you go during the month during the um, summer, that's my favorite time to go. There's a lot to do there. It's like New York, but much cleaner. Um, and I think it's uh, obviously it's a lot closer than a lot of you know other Canadians. Well, no, it's not really close to us here on the West Coast. But <laughs> if you go to Canada, that's it's a good it's a good place to visit. So Toronto, and then there's another. Um, um, hold on, I have to look it up quickly. There's another place in Canada that I really liked as well. Toronto and uh what was the name of the other um place? Um oh my mind is real blank, but they have a really good restaurant there that I really liked. Um oh Montreal. Sorry, you... Montreal is another oh, okay. Montreal. Yeah. Uh, Montreal is a, that's Montreal is one of the cleanest cities I've ever been to in my life. 
Um, it's in Quebec, Canada. It's the largest city in Quebec. And um, again, I went during the summertime. Um, to me, that's the best time to go. But uh, yeah, if you ever go to Canada, that would be one of my uh, recommendations. And I had a blast going there. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's not, if you're in New York, it's not too far over uh, once you cross the border to New York into uh, Canada. Um, yeah, right as soon as I got my passports, that's when COVID hit. Cause I was like, oh, I'd like to just at least see Niagara Falls or something. Cause that's usually what people generally do if they're going to go see the New York, you know? They're like, we're yeah, going to go so, here and then we're going to go up. Yeah. So I did, um, we did Niagara Falls. And then we drove up to Montreal after that. And um, yeah, so that was, that's definitely, that's one of those vacations where it was like, I almost call it a sleeper vacation because when I think about my favorite vacations, I kind of don't think about those two places. Um, but I have a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun when I went there. So it's not like the beach, which is my favorite place to go, right? It was not like a beach area or anything like that. But these are some pretty awesome cities with a lot of things to do, you know. And and like I said, again, I'm a, you know I don't like cold weather, so I would I would always go during the summer. But really um, beautiful cities, and a lot of fun. Yeah, I always tell people the most fun thing to do in Tucson is go to California, because right, exactly, <laughs> it's so close and the beach is so nice. That's where I can really relax is San Diego. Whenever I go, mm -hmm. I'm always like laid back. Um, but if I think a suggestion that I had, and whether people like it or not, some people don't like being in a car for long amounts of times, but I feel like if you're ever going on a road trip, that's always the best kind of vacation to take. I know you like take a couple of days driving, but for some reason, like if you're hanging out with people and it's the right group and like you're going to go see someone's family or someone's friends or, you know, your own friends in a different state or something like that, that's always the best trip uh, for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Those are always fun. Our trips that we took, you know, to New California was fun. And our trip to Texas, you know, those were all fun trips. So. Oh, I'm glad you thought they were yeah. fun, Aaron. I'm, I'm really glad you... I'm just kidding. Oh, you, you didn't like <laughs> no, no, I did. You didn't I had like fun. <laughs> I, had a, I always have fun. No, no, the uh, one in Texas trip, is... Every, yeah, every fun. trip I've taken with you has been fun. Um, there's never a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, I always have a blast. It's never a dull um, moment, and we were in New Mexico, so that's got to be saying something. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Exactly. We made it through New Mexico. Um, yeah, those are fun trips, though. Um, well, we did one with you and my parents, and like the fun thing was making a playlist on Spotify. Again, we're not sponsored by Spotify, but hey, why not? And any, anyone could add to it, so everyone was adding their own songs. So like their song would come up next. And we were mm -hmm. like listening to everybody's like what they wanted to hear. So it was kind of fun to. Yeah. Everybody's own music. And we are kind of sponsored by Spotify because they own Anchor. So. Oh, there you go. This <laughs> podcast. I mean, I, yeah, this podcast. You already, Indirectly, heard, it is. you already heard the, the, the commercial by now. I'm sure, you know, everyone loves the commercial, right? We've been hearing the same commercial for over two years. Uh, maybe we should re-record it. Nah. Yeah, we should. With and oh, well, we should get Anna. We should get A and A to record it. Yes, if she's her voice is a lot more pleasant than, <laughs> than <ours. laughs> Oh man, yeah. But uh, yeah. So those are some of my favorite places. Cedar Point is another one. And Cedar, if you're an amusement park fan, 
you'll like Cedar Point. Cedar Point is in Ohio, and it's if you like roller coasters, it has the best roller coasters in the world there. And that's partially my opinion, and that's partially fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we had one. How movies are different than the books they are based off of. Do you read books a lot before you see a movie, or are they usually separated? That's a good question. Um, I, a lot of times with me, the movie is the first time I've ever heard of that of that franchise. So I end up seeing the movie first. I do like to read, but rarely am I so up on books where I catch a book before the movie is made. Now that did happen re- in the last couple of years. Recently, there was a book because I love I love mystery books. And one of my favorite writers, and don't laugh at me, but one of my favorite writers is Mary Higgins Clark. And she writes some of the best mysteries ever. And she writes books in such a way where, and and it's so funny because I was actually looking at one of her books the other day that I wanted to get, but I have to control when I buy it. Because the problem is once you sit down and start reading it, you get sucked into this world and you will ignore all important life activities (laughs) (laughs) to get through that book. Uh, I mean, I, I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom, but I don't want to stop reading this. <laughs> like, it's that good. So TMI anyway, she, the last, <laughs> <laughs> so the last, the last book I read by her, um, uh, which was an excellent movie, they actually made a, a, a straight to TV movie. And so I went and looked it up on YouTube. It is actually on YouTube. And the movie was absolutely horrible. It was one of those low budget, yeah. cheesy movies. And they left out a lot of details. But it was funny, so it was worth you know it was worth watching because I had I had a chance to laugh at the bad acting mm-hmm. and the horrible set design and everything was terrible about the movie. But the book was really good. So anyway, that's kind of a long winded answer to your question. But well, I you just know. think like you said, very rarely these days are we actually reading the books before we see the movie because a lot of these books have been written you know a long time ago. Um, and while yeah. you are going to watch, while you are going to read a book, you may not necessarily watch the movie either, to be honest, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think Lord of the Flies was when I read in school, but the logistics, I don't even know if they made a movie out of it, but having kids murdering each other probably isn't going to be the film I'm going to choose to watch. But for some reason I read it in school. So ideally not, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was in high school, we had to read this. Uh, we had to read the Scarlet Letter, which I don't know if you're familiar with that book or not. But we had to read that, and then we had to watch after we read the movie. I mean, I'm sorry, after we read the movie, <laughs> after we read the book, we had to watch the movie, oh. uh, which they had made several. But the movie was terrible in comparison to the book, and that was kind of what the point of my teacher was trying to. Um. That was her point that she was trying to get across. Like reading is. Because with a well-written book, you know, the book can give you so many details and you paint the image in your head of how it is and everything. And and um, if it's a well-written book, I mean, your imagination makes it so come, to lo- come to life. Yeah. Whereas when you watch a movie, you're watching someone else's interpretation of that story come to life. Mm-hmm. And you may or may not care for it. Whereas in your own mind, um, you know, you can paint a much better picture because that's individually your story. So kind of, if that makes any sense, but you know what the biggest argument I hear though, 
the biggest argument I hear when it's the book in a movie is that the book always explains more than the movie did. Mm -hmm. And the movie has to be condensed so that it fits within a certain time frame. So they have to leave a lot of details out. So that's the number one complaint I hear when it comes to uh, people who read the book and watch the movie. Well, the movie leaves out a lot of details. Like you were saying, though, I think you they have to appeal to a bigger audience. I mean, they're trying. I mean, when you write a book, you're trying to make money, right? Yes, you're trying to sell a book. But when you make a movie, you're trying to get people to watch it. You think more so than a book? or? Well, I think when it comes to a movie, you have to... Um, the Sometimes I think the problem comes in with the editing, when you go into editing. Because now you got to chop all this film that you have, and you probably have hours and hours and hours of footage, and you have to chop it all the way down. And that's why it's so popular these days to get a movie that's released on Blu-ray or it's released to stream service, and it says the un uncut edition or yeah. or the long, you know, the extended version. And that's because there were scenes that were cut from the theatrical version that if that if you leave it in. It will um, it will explain a lot more, uh, allow you to see a lot more details. And even recently, they've been doing releasing movies like that. Um, and a, one that I can think of is um, is uh, I think the Batman movie. They re-released that, and they included footage that was cut out of the theatrical version. And uh, and apparently that explains a lot of details that you know you didn't see. So anyway. Um, yeah, I just think when you're trying to make a movie, uh, you have to be considerate of the time, um, and so because you don't want your movie to be three hours long. Yeah, you know? but another thing too is I think, um, like for instance, I read a book about uh, Hiroshima with the dropping of the bomb and stuff, and it kind of talked about different people's experiences uh, having lived through that kind of a terrible event, and I don't think that's something that I want to watch in a film. I don't want to see it depicted, but I will read somebody's uh, firsthand account of what they had to do in order to help individuals and kind of survive and, you know, see the terrible things that came about because of what had happened in history. Um, mm -hmm. But I just think when you put it in a film, I don't necessarily want to hear people screaming and the things that were described of the mutilations that happened because of radiation, um, buildings falling things like that is not something that i generally want to see either um but reading it it's not like they're going into graphic detail or trying to make you feel sick it's just this is the reality of the situation that he came so one of them was he had to he was trying to drag people because the water was rising in a certain area and a bunch of people had fallen he was dragging people over closer to where the because i think it was raining or something like that and he saved a bunch of people. He ran off to go do something else. When he came back, all the people had drowned because the water had raised to a certain point. So it was just like, man, like, you know, having to live through something like that and then having something that's so you're trying to help, but you realize that you're so helpless in such a big area. It's just crazy. It's so crazy to think about. And that's history, you know, and that's that's even crazier. Oh, you're muted. Sorry. My apologies. Aaron, um, Aaron, unmute no, yeah, yourself. Exactly. Aaron, Aaron, unmute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's funny. I mean, do you feel that way too? or? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, 
Are we talking about the long distance thing too? <laughs> long distance relationships. Yeah. Uh, I guess I I will preface this by saying I have no opinion on how people date. They go about it in various different ways. The only thing that I will say is a first hand, a second first hand experience of me eavesdropping on a conversation. <laughs> when we went to California one time, we were having lunch. And there was someone sitting next to behind us and she was very loud and she was talking to her friends about this revelation she had where I don't know, it was either her or her friend. They had been dating someone long distance and she had just realized that he had another girlfriend. So I don't know how often that situation would come up if you live in the same area, but (laughs) I just think that would lend itself maybe to a possibility that could happen. Am I saying it's bad? Am I saying it's no? I'm just telling you that's that's the only input I have on that is someone else's experience. And I don't know what I'd feel like if I was like, hey, how's it going? And then they're like, uh, you know, we've been seeing each other for a long time, but uh, I've got three other options that I've been talking to for the past six months. <laughs> Ooh, that's so. just wrong. <laughs> that's just wrong. Um I don't have any experience in this uh, field, but I will say that I have seen, I have personally seen some go very well and I've seen some go not so well. So I definitely but that's think bo- that's all, isn't it? Hmm? Like I've seen people, who, you know, live in the same area and it, and it works out perfectly. And some people it doesn't. That's why I don't really have an opinion because it's just. No, no, that's true. But I do think there's special considerations when you are doing it long distance that you have to be mindful of and what you just mentioned was one of them. And that's being honest with the other person. Cause you shouldn't, you should, if you're seeing someone long distance, you shouldn't have other options. That <laughs> should be your option. So you I go, think there's Aaron. special, cause I'm just saying, so you there's a girlfriend there's, in Alaska, girlfriend in Brazil. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Not at all. You you pick one and you stick with it, whether it's near or close. So you deal with that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I I personally think it's very difficult to do these days. But well, I don't know because there's Zoom, own. dude. There's Zoom. Yeah, but that doesn't take the place of being physically in someone's presence, though. Because I mean, you can't smell somebody through Zoom. <laughs> they might look good, oh, but yeah. smell like trash. <laughs> so you're like oh so, no <laughs> true uh, this is this is a true story true story there was a customer who used to work who used to come up to my old job all the time and he was a retired veteran and he smelled like cigarette smoke and imagine not having taken a bath in in three years that's how he smelled mixed with cigarette smoke so he anyway he he liked to come into the store and talk to all the employees for a long time. And he would always get close to you. If he stood back, I was fine. But when he got close, I was like, Oh God, I can't see. Oh my God. This guy smells horrible. Anyway, one time he came up to me, he was like, Hey, check this out. And he has a flip phone <laughs> and he flips open the phone and he shows me this picture of this woman. And he's like, this is my new girlfriend. I'm talking to her. She lives in Texas. Oh, and We've no. been talking for a while. And we've been video chatting and I'm going to move to Texas because this is going to be my new girlfriend. And in my head, I said to myself, oh, that poor woman. She has no idea what she's getting herself. I was like, this man smells terrible. Don't do it. Because she looked like she was clean and well bathed from the picture. (laughs) But this dude, I was thinking. So anyway, I say all that to say, you know. 
Zoom is cool and all, but you need to see you, you need, need to, to see the person them. on you a regular need to basis. Go up and you, smell you need to them. smell smell who you're dating because <laughs> that's what you're gonna be stuck with that smell. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you get um, nose blind, isn't that the whole thing? No, Mm-mm. no. <laughs> you should not get nose blind to funk. <laughs> okay. Um, we have uh, how? Why do some people get torn up by spicy things? What makes their stomach react? Well, speaking from firsthand experience, after the last stinking episode we recorded, I pulled up an article about it because I'm not a medical Mm -hmm. expert either. I'm not an expert in anything. Let's see. Well, part of it is it says many spicy foods contain a compound called capsaicin, which slows Mm -hmm. down the rate at which you digest the food, therefore, will stay in your stomach longer, increasing your risk of heartburn. And also, um, it says the capsaicin and some spicy foods can irritate the lining of the stomach or intestines, which may have a laxative effect in some people as the meal makes its way through their digestive system. So mm-hmm. some people are more prone to it than others, and I wouldn't discount their uh, reactions if they are, you know, in serious pain, unlike other people that I know who tell them that it's really not that bad. <laughs> I've never had a um, reaction from spicy food and as far as my stomach is concerned because I don't eat enough of it. I don't think to bother my stomach. Those little dabs of stuff that we've done is nothing. It- um Painful. Um, painful. Yeah. I, I like, mean, I've had nachos, I've had nachos with jalapenos before, but even that's not that bad. I mean, so I've never had any issues with that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, that's exactly what it is. Um, and it's like an oil in spicy foods as well. Mm-hmm. It's like an oil too that has that capsaicin in it. Yeah, it says um, eating spicy foods can cause your vocal cords to inflame, leaving you with a hoarse voice. And besides being an irritant to your throat. Spicy foods can even do more damage because of acid reflux it can trigger. So, you have signs of acute gastritis. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's your answer. <laughs> Although spicy foods in and of themselves don't, I don't think they necessarily cause that. I think other issues cause that. I think the spicy foods can make those issues worse. Yeah, I can exactly. But I don't think they're the main cause. Because I don't think no one eats enough spicy food for it to cause that. Stall in moderation. I think there's one labels on certain ones too. Yeah, I think that's that's why they are the way they are. The flavors are the way they are. Generally speaking, when you're dealing with natural foods, the flavors will automatically limit you to how much you can eat. Mm-hmm. So jalapenos and other spicy peppers, they're like that because that's your body's way of knowing I can only eat this limited quantities. Yeah. And if you try to force yourself to eat more or something crazy, then obviously you're going to have issues. But everybody's different. So like yep. you said, everyone's different. So another question is, what would be the worst buy one, get one free sale of all time? I would say a casket. <laughs> why yeah that's just i think that's just rude oh <laughs> hey i know you need one now but i'm pretty sure in the future <laughs> you're gonna need another one well guess what we have our two for one deal going on right oh now. my goodness 
Well, you know, I I am of the uh, opinion and personal belief that there is no such thing as a bad free item. I'm I'm sorry, maybe I'm wrong there. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's a little bit rude and it's Well, you just put it on Craigslist, you know? Sell another casket. Use it for Oh, firewood. that's true cuz they are kind of, they are kind of expensive. They're so super yeah, expensive. Right. Mhm. That's why buy one get one free is a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> but where and, would you keep it though? I don't know. I mean, Maybe that's a storage. whole, that brings me down a whole nother tangent. So we're not going to talk about that, but. Okay. Um, or you can do an, or you can do an urn. An urn. Why one get one free urn? That's yeah. just sad. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he said what would be the worst. So I okay. Okay. Worst. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. It's the worst. I give that one to you then. <laughs> that one's my, my bad. I can't be shooting down these ideas right now. Uh, okay. We had someone ask, why can we become so opinionated or biased about the things we love? I think it's because you're, I don't know. Is it like a sense of superiority? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Um, naturally, we talk, I mean, just human nature, we talk about the things that interest us. And so if we love something or we're really interested in something, that's what we're going to talk about. And from our experiences, we're going to, we may think that that is the absolute best. And so we share what we think and we form an opinion off of our own experiences. And so, um, but. um, This is kind of framed like it's a negative thing though, isn't it? Well, well, being opinionated, that, that is negative because it's because when you're an opinionated person, you're assuming that your opinion is the end all be all. And that's not the case. So um, being opinion, opinionated is not, is bad, but just having your own opinion about your own passion, which you enjoy doing is not bad. But I think it's something that everyone has to kind of work against too, because for me personally, I mean, I was very opinionated about certain things, but as you grow up and you get more exposed to different forms of art or self-expression or different things i mean then you just you know stop berating your friends and call them idiots all the time and instead you accept them and want to learn more about their experiences in life who are they on the inside (laughs) why do they want to grow a beard i don't know you tell me aaron this sounds personal (laughs) i feel like you have more to share (laughs) no but it is something what is your real I think that everyone, that's, I think just because you're, you know, grown a little bit more, but you still have a lot to grow, but you start realizing that a lot of older people too are opinionated about stuff that maybe it's not the right thing, but it's just something that you all have to to work with, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, it's a negative thing, but it's also (laughs) a thing that you could look as growth, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, but uh, the... You, I, I think I agree with what you said earlier. You want to fight. There's nothing wrong with having your own opinion and having your own view because we're all unique individuals. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're an opinionated person, you you become like dogmatic or you become arrogant in, in your thinking. And so I think that being opinionated is what you want to avoid. But having your own, it's different from having your own opinion and your own expression. Does that I just, make sense? Yeah, but I think that's a childish trait that you can grow out of, that you do grow out of. You think? Because when you're a little no, kid, you're I like, think, but look, talk I, to teenagers, right? 
They say that this thing is the greatest thing ever. You can never experience anything. Boy, and it's like something stupid. Like it's a stupid TV show. It's a stupid band. They're like, this is so great. I love it. Oh, it's so amazing. But as you grow up, you realize, no, this is not the most amazing thing. It's just another section or another portion of a much bigger picture, which is there's other music out there. There's better music out there. There's more produced. There's this and that, you know? Well, it can get better as you get older, but a lot of times it gets worse because as you get older, the tendency is, and this isn't true for everybody, of course, but the tendency as you get older is to get set in your ways. So you like a certain thing, you like to do a certain thing, you like a certain routine. As you get older, you get set in that routine and you begin to feel like that is the way you should do things. Mm -hmm. So that's when it becomes a problem. So I don't think it necessarily is an issue that goes away with age, but again, it depends on the personality of the person, right? For some people, it may, like you said, go away with age. But other people, it gets worse as you age. But I think that's because they haven't exposed themselves to enough stuff either. Like if I just lived in the same place my whole life and all I knew was this little corner of the world, I don't think I would – I think I'd have stronger opinions than when I meet you who's from a different state and I meet other people who are from a different country and they tell me what exactly is they feel about the things that are being said or being done – and then I have to weigh that with what I know. And then it's like, oh, so my way isn't the best way. There's actually multiple ways of doing things. And I'm not always going to go about it the correct way. I just do it my way. And that's not the better way or the worst way. It's just the way I know how to do it. Right. And that's, um, and that's you know, again, that's kind of like a balanced view. But it's not, but a, an opinionated person to say, no, this is how we do it. And this is how it should be done. And, it's, and we have the best way. That's what opinion. Yeah, that's is. what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get to. Man. And so I'm going to be and a boss of something and I'm going to tell people we're doing it this way. No, if, ands or buts, that's my goal in life right there. Yeah. But I mean, the thing <laughs> is, um, some people are just like that are prone to do that and it stinks, but that's how some people are. So. You, my friend, are a very well-rounded individual, like I told you before. But With strong Everybody opinions. ain't like that. That's fine. <laughs> but even then, no, no, but seriously, to answer his question, having a strong opinion and being opinionated are still two different things. Oh, I see what you're saying. They're still two different things because opinionated, you, you want to, this is what I think, and you should feel the same way because this is the right way to think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas, uh, you know. Whereas a person with a strong opinion means that they firmly believe in it, but they're not going to try to force you to think otherwise, and they're not going to force you to believe what they believe. Yeah, I think if you, but he's saying about the things that we love, and I would, I'm going to assume he's talking about entertainment choices, um, because sometimes you may really like something that you meet a group of people, and they think that it's the dumbest thing in the world. Right. You know, but that's just an opinion, <laughs> to be honest. So I think it's more just realizing that everyone has an opinion. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going yeah. with this, Aaron. Maybe no, I'm no, just but it's a good, no, but it's a good topic, though. I like it. And are we doing that last one or no? Oh, let's see. Oh, no. They were just joking. <laughs> but oh, okay. I have a surprise for you, Aaron. All right. You can check under your seat again. <laughs> I'm just um, someone left us a voice message. Oh, okay. 
and I'm going to see if I can play it over this recorder. You may not be able to hear it, but I'll tell you what he asks. Okay. All right. So what is the most disgusting thing that you've ever eaten? That's or you actually can put it on speaker and put it on by your mic. So not just a gross thing, just but something him. gross that's considered to oh, be food. Sorry. Okay, so he was asking, what is the most disgusting thing that you've ever eaten that's still considered to be food? That I've eaten? Yes. Um, well, two things come to mind. Because I, I... um. The first thing is, um, is the first thing I can think of is, uh, is beef tongue. I've had that before, which I, absolutely, I think that's disgusting. Yeah. And well, my thing is, I don't want to know what that is. So that's, yeah. Um, so beef tongue. And then I did, I did eat a, a cricket once. You which, ate a cell phone. What's going on here? A cr- No. <laughs> An actual cricket. It was inside of a sucker. And so I ate that thing. I think this but, is kind of a, um, just a little bit related to our last question as well. Because if you want to get your opinions just completely smashed to bits, go eat food from someone that isn't from your area. <laughs> because, you know, you come down here and they have soups with a stomach, cow stomach lining and cow tongue and, you know. Okay. Th- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you No, I mean, and just stuff like that. You've got hot and spicy things that you don't generally find in other areas of the U.S. Um, you have deep fried stuff, which, I mean, I don't see what the big deal is about that. But, I mean, you're trying different foods. Maybe you don't like vegetables, but someone gives you a chili serranos and you're eating, a, you know, a chili, a whole chili with cheese and meat in it covered in red sauce. And I don't know, maybe you're you're against that. I mean, that's true. You're You're absolutely right. And so... That's probably not disgusting in most people's opinion, what I had, but it's nothing that I really enjoyed. Now, I, I, growing up, I did eat um, what we used to call chitlins. Or That doesn't sound good to me. I don't think oh. I want to eat it. I've had liver, and that's as far as I'll ever go into some kind of... Wait, you never had chitlins before? No, and I don't want to either. But you know what they are? Stomach? Is it like intestines? It's the large intestines, yeah. Like You just go like this? Like, yep. a, like a magician, you just pull them out? <laughs> he, well, no, but my grandfather used to clean them in his bathtub. Uh, he would buy the buckets of them. They're called chitterlings on the actual tub, uh-huh. but everyone called them chitlins. And he would dump them into the tub. The whole house would smell like crap. <laughs> and as soon as I walked in the house, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I know what they're doing. And he would have to clean them. So he would peel off the fat and put them into Ugh. another bucket and then they would cook them and no matter how long you cook them they smell like crap they always smell like crap but then we'd slice them up cut them up on the with a fork and knife uh put some hot sauce on them and eat them yeah the thing <laughs> the thing that's interesting about this though is that you go into the realm of uh, back a long time ago when people didn't have McDonald's down the street they had to make food out of the most food they could out of what they had, which exactly. is why we're eating cow stomach and you're eating right. pig intestines is right. because back then it was like, Hey man, we, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. We got this one pig. We need to have, you know, pig snout, pig feet, 
you know, not just the bacon and ham, because uh-huh. there's more you don't want to throw the rest away because the intestines, that's a whole meal. Yeah. You know, and we don't, there's no need to eat that nowadays, but old school grandparents, they grew up on a farm, so they had to, they ate everything. And, and chicken feet. Have you ever seen chicken feet? I've actually purchased chicken feet for someone one time so they could put it in a soup. I did not know the health benefits of eating <laughs> soup with chicken feet in it. And when I saw yeah. the chicken feet, I was disgusted. When I was right. holding the chicken feet, I was disgusted. And even when I left the chicken feet at their house, I was still thinking about what the chicken feet looked like. And I was disgusted. <laughs> it looks so nasty, right? When they make it a soup it's with like, it and you see like that cloth sticking <laughs> out of there. It's like, oh, God. No. No. Why? Oh, goodness. So, yeah, chicken feet are... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. But again, it's a Southern thing, too, as well. People down South, that's what they used to eat. But, I mean, you want to talk about what's in Taco Bell or what's in McDonald's? I'm pretty sure they grind all that stuff up anyways, and you're eating it. It just tastes better. Um, correction, you are eating it because you <laughs> eat at Taco Bell. Hey, I'm not the I'm only not one. It's that. a thriving business, okay? Oh, they have yeah, thousands yeah. of billions of customers in the world. It's not just me, Aaron. I'm not keeping them alive. I mean, it may seem like it sometimes, <laughs> but I'm not keeping the franchise alive, personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it, but... But, like, some people... Uh, we had some friends who were uh, Filipino, and they would have a lot of fish. And some people have serious uh, problems with eating fish when the head's still on it. They like don't like it. They don't. Like yeah, seeing I don't the like. Eyes. I don't like seeing the eyes either. But I, the, I will tell you this: the best fish I've, some of the best fish I've ever had was the whole fish on my plate. Um, and it's like dried, first, right? No, it was uh, it was baked or roasted or something um and they put the whole and so i it was kind of tough but once i started going picking away at it it was actually really good but initially it was hard because i was used to filleted fish you know Mm -hmm. like we are here we grew up with it already filleted and skinned and everything this it was the whole thing scales and all on my plate and i'm like what but it was really good it was really tasty and once you get past the visual it the taste was amazing in fact probably better than anything I've ever had before. So, yeah, I w- I always I want to live someplace where I can have seafood on a regular basis or where I could just like fish and catch mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Obviously, that's, I can't do that here, but you know. That's the best food right there. You can always dream. So. I mean, it's good for you too. Seafood is like yes, very yes. a good diet to have. Exactly. Exactly. The Okinawans in Japan, they are some of the longest living people and their diets consist mainly of, uh, it's a lot of vegetables and grains and stuff like that, but they do have a lot of seafood in their diet. Um, there's the seafood doesn't make up a huge portion of the dish, but the meat, when it comes to having a source of meat, it's mainly, uh, seafood. So I think there's something to be said about that. There you go. I'm oh, I don't want, I'm not going to say it Aaron. I don't want to say it. Don't make me say it. Say it. I'm on a seafood diet. I see food and I eat it. I'm sorry I have to say it. I don't I can't have this conversation without saying it. For some reason I'm contractually obligated in life to repeat that joke anytime we talk about seafood. I apologize. 
Well, we want to thank you all for tuning in to Two Crazy Scoops this week. We hope you had a good time. We talked about a little bit of everything this episode. I have no idea what we're going to call it. But uh, stay tuned for next week when we're going to have our guests. Uh, we're doing what I think Chris and Bray is up next week, right? Yes. And we're going to be talking it. about, yeah, you were talking about cars. Philly so cheesesteak, cars, airplanes. Exactly. So stay tuned for that episode.